decades ago, a man disappeared while on the job. And this was no ordinary missing persons case. It is arguably the most renowned mystery in Bradford, Pennsylvania. The story revolves around the unresolved question, what happened to Dale Kerstetter? And what happened to the platinum, valued at a quarter of a million dollars, that disappeared from his place of work? 55-year-old Dale Kerstetter grew up in Bradford and lived there for the majority of his life. He had been divorced for 10 years and his teenage son still lived with him. Four of his five daughters also lived in Pennsylvania. His daughter, Penny Baptiste, described him as very compassionate and honest. According to his son, there wasn't a kid in the world who wouldn't want to have him as their dad. But it would seem that there were some who didn't see him so positively. His employers described Dale as a marginal employee. According to his personnel manager, he was a slow worker and they had some problems with him. Despite that, they still recounted a time when Dale's selflessness was on full display. Several years before, a forklift accidentally rolled underneath a stream of hot molten glass. The glass started pouring down onto the propane tank in the back of the forklift. Dale immediately jumped onto the forklift and drove it out from underneath the hot stream of glass. His actions are said to have saved half a dozen lives and a substantial amount of money. Does that sound like the type of person who would stage an intrusion? so that he could rob his company of a quarter of a million dollars? Decades later, no one has been able to answer that question. At approximately 10.30 p.m. on Saturday, September 12, 1987, Dale left his home in Bradford, Pennsylvania. Traveling in his crimson Jeep pickup truck, Dale covered the 10-mile distance to the Corning Glass Works facility. For 29 years, he had fulfilled the roles of a maintenance mechanic and weekend security guard at this establishment. Arriving a few minutes ahead of his 11 p.m. shift, he engaged in a brief conversation with the preceding security guard. He then eased into his responsibilities for his overnight shift. With the departure of all other employees, Dale found himself alone in the vast 112,000-square-foot factory. He divided his time between the security office and patrolling the premises, ensuring everything remained secure. Shortly before 7 a.m., John Lindquist arrived to relieve Dale. Expecting to find Dale in the security office, John was taken aback when he discovered it empty. He ventured into the cafeteria, hoping to locate Dale there, but found no trace of him. As John surveyed the cafeteria, his attention was drawn to Dale's lunch pail, resting on a nearby table. Beside it, he noticed a newspaper, a pack of cigarettes, and the keys to the plant, all items typically carried by Dale during his rounds. The sight of the keys left on the table surprised John, as Dale usually carried them with him. Opening the lunch pail, John observed that none of the food had been touched. John's unease persisted throughout his shift as he couldn't dismiss the nagging feeling that something was horribly wrong. Dale had always been reliable, and the notion of him abandoning his duties seemed out of character. As more employees arrived for the morning shift, a comprehensive search of the building was conducted, 
confirming that Dale was not within the premises. Uncertain of the circumstances, the concerned workers promptly contacted the Pennsylvania State Police to report Dale as missing. Upon the police's arrival at the plant, several state troopers examined Dale's Jeep. To their surprise, the keys were still in the ignition, implying that Dale had intended to return to his vehicle. Furthermore, a full carton of cigarettes was discovered inside the truck, reinforcing the notion that Dale had not planned to vanish. Being an avid smoker, he always carried his cigarettes with him. In an effort to locate the missing individual, the Pennsylvania State Police enlisted the assistance of a canine unit. A tracking dog commenced its search from Dale's Jeep, successfully tracing his scent inside the building. Progressing through the factory, the dog followed the winding path that Dale would have taken during his security rounds. Unexpectedly, the canine led its handler to the second floor of the plant, entering a room housing a large glass kiln. The specific kiln in question was dedicated to manufacturing glass rods for use in electrical resistors, but due to a recent decline in demand, it was seldom included in Dale's security rounds. The kiln was only fired up a few times each year and had not been operational at the time of Dale's disappearance. After an extensive search of the factory, law enforcement concluded that Dale was not present within the premises. The investigation expanded to include the surrounding wooded area and nearby Tuna Creek, but tracking dogs failed to pick up his scent in any of those locations. It wasn't until a couple of days later that a personnel manager arrived at the plant and accessed the security footage from Dale's final shift. The hope was that the footage would yield some clues about his disappearance, but instead, it made this already confusing case so much more complex. Shortly after 11 p.m., a masked individual was observed on the footage moving through the plant toward the security office. Along the way, this person crossed paths with Dale and appeared to have engaged in a conversation with him. Unfortunately, the lack of audio prevented any understanding of the discussion's content. Moments later, Dale was seen walking directly towards one of the security cameras with the masked intruder closely following behind. One of the intruder's arms remained concealed, and it is still unknown whether they held a weapon against Dale's back or were merely guiding him as they walked through the plant. What happened next would be the defining factor of this case. As Dale and the masked man passed beneath the camera, Dale glanced up and seemed to have stared directly into the lens. Believe it or not, the look Dale gave would be the subject of speculation for years to come. Some believe that his look at the camera was a confession of his ulterior motive. But how could a simple glance reveal so much? Either way, it would be the last visual confirmation of Dale's presence. A few minutes later, the intruder was observed on the second floor where the glass kiln was held. After searching around for a brief period, the intruder appeared to extract an item from inside the kiln's tank. Afterward, 
The masked intruder was captured by one of the first floor cameras as he entered a side room and drove a small manual forklift. He emerged moments later with a bag loaded onto the pallet jack. The thief then exited the building with the stolen items. Authorities were astounded by the security footage and now realized that a significant crime had occurred. Further investigation of the large kiln exposed evidence that the thief had used a hacksaw to remove a portion of the platinum tubing. When added all together, the masked man made off with an estimated value of $220,000. The security tape was forwarded to the FBI in hopes of enhancing the blurry footage. Unfortunately, the FBI was unable to make significant progress in identifying the masked individual. To make matters worse, the theory was beginning to form that Dale was an accomplice in the theft. This theory is mostly driven by Dale's former employers and some of the investigators as well. They theorize that Dale was working alongside a former disgruntled employee to steal from the plant. Initial viewers of the tapes felt that the masked man appeared to move so seamlessly throughout the plant that he must have been familiar with the layout. The immediate question that comes to mind is Dale's motive. Why would he feel the need to commit this crime? Well, it turns out that he was apparently about $40,000 in debt with various payments and had just received a demotion that saw him having more than $5,000 cut from his salary. For that reason, the investigators believe that Dale's glance at the security camera was him flaunting his crimes right before he disappeared forever. Dale's family vehemently insisted that he would never have willingly engaged in such criminal activity. He held deep roots in the community and possessed an impeccable record. He spent his entire life in the Bradford area and dedicated 29 years to working at the Corning plant. He was not the type of person who would abandon his family, home, job, and pension without cause. In 1990, his children sought to have him declared legally deceased, believing that he had been killed on the night of the robbery. Lawyers representing Corning Glass Works argued that the possibility of Dale being an accomplice to the platinum theft was as plausible as the theory of his death. Consequently, they refused to release his pension or insurance funds to his children. Ultimately, the Pennsylvania Superior Court sided with Corning Glassworks. The circumstances surrounding Dale's disappearance were too perplexing for them to definitively conclude that he had been killed. It didn't mean that the court believed Dale had participated in the robbery. Rather, they lacked evidence to prove he was deceased. Given the limited available evidence, they could not unequivocally state that he had fallen victim to a crime. The debate regarding Dale's case has persisted over the years. Was he an accomplice? If he was, the statute of limitations for the platinum theft has long expired, eliminating any legal impediments if Dale were involved. However, it seems improbable that he would go such a long time without contacting any of his family members if he voluntarily disappeared. Those who believe Dale was the victim of a crime 
point out that the masked intruder was observed dragging a heavy bag on the night that Dale went missing. Some even speculate that Dale's body could have been inside that bag. Alternatively, it is plausible that the bag contained the stolen metal. However, the notion of a grown man requiring a pallet jack to transport 24 pounds of platinum raises doubts. No description exists of the masked intruder implicated in the heist, except for the likelihood of the individual being male. Indications suggest that the intruder possessed familiarity with the facility, but even that has been disputed by other investigators. So, what do you believe? Was Dale a victim who was in the wrong place at the wrong time? Or was he an accomplice getting back at the company to cut his salary? Throughout the years, law enforcement has pursued numerous leads pertaining to Dale's case. Regrettably, none of these hypotheses have been substantiated. Notably, authorities have clarified that the furnace remained inactive on the fateful night, effectively ruling out its utilization for disposing of his remains. The mystery surrounding that night not only continues to haunt the investigators of the case, it remains a chilling story in Bradford, Pennsylvania history. A man working his job suddenly disappeared, and no one knows what to make of his last appearance on camera. One thing we do know for sure is that the questions will remain for the foreseeable future. To this day, what happened to Dale Kerstetter remains a mystery. <laughs>